socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. I can't believe it's a week later and I'm still sick. Ugh. Kelly, I think you should go to the hospital. I've been. I'm at the hospital. They're telling <laughs> me to turn off the. I can't stop podcasting. No, we have to <laughs> turned off your ventilator. Um, to not fuck up with the audio <laughs> and other people's ventilators too. You're like, what can if you Kelly turn this isn't off? a ventilator <laughs> when this comes out though? Why would you say funny. that? That'd be funny if that was happening. Yeah, why would I say that? That'd why would you say that? Cool. I don't know. What if you were in one? What if I was in? It would be bad. That's what I was at. Okay, good. Now I know how you feel <laughs> yeah, about it. So, okay. That, that's what you, yeah, no, it would suck. It would not be good. <laughs> oh, okay. I was just asking. Like, well, what would you Yeah, feel? you okay. just didn't know. I get it. Okay. No, I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> Let's joke about other things that could be bad that... Uh, yeah, that, I want to joke about me. Want to joke about I. Want to joke about number In an explosion. Would that, like, suck or would that be cool? Depends on how cool the explosion was. What if Toby Keith is dead when this episode comes out and you just spat on his grave by talking about me, talking about I, by talking singing about... one of his most famous works? I think that'd be good. No, it's disrespectful. I'll put a spit on his, his grave. It's the American <laughs> way. Oh, man. So that's take still one the of those... shit on the grave. <laughs> <laughs> so drop your pants, take a squat, try to push one out. <laughs> Singing, singing that song. Well, not even singing it. We were just doing some uh, very visual uh-huh. uh, interpretive dancing to it. Is probably what's keeping me going. It's it filled me up to keep doing this podcast for as long as I've been doing it. That was one of my get, favorite moments. If I can squeeze out one more moment like that someday from this podcast, it'll be a success in my eyes. But right now, it's very unsuccessful. That that moment was definitely peak of when we were doing in person. Like that was some good stuff. We've had we had we had some good time. It, it was I'm so much I'm looking forward to us recording in person again because I was just remembering how much more fun it was when we would like like doing the like what's your novelty product? Just like having like the slight physical reveal added so much more fun to it. I don't know, guys. I'm worried. I bet the audience wishes. Why? I'm worried. I don't want you to see what I look like. Oh, I've seen what you look like. I I've changed since quarantine started. Oh, I thought you were being serious for a second. <laughs> You're beautiful. I am being serious. You're beautiful. You haven't. I saw you a week ago. Um. Okay. I mean, sorry. Oh, what, what do you mean, Scott? <laughs> Scott, what do you mean? No, it's done. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I pulled a Marty. Yeah, your ball. No, it's that's the thing though. Is it's it can't be pulling a Marty if the I think it's like one to one at this. I pulled point. a me. I pulled a me. Yeah, we all do it to each other. We yeah. all do it. How dare you? Yeah, no, that one's the first time I've recognized me doing it, and I feel bad about it though. That's the difference. The only thing worse than doing it is talking about it for forty minutes. Hey, no, let's keep talking. Welcome, welcome. To spoof scoofs and novelty songs. It's a podcast where we shit on each other. Hey! <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh no! It's a oh. podcast about dumb shit. No, I was talking about passing a fucking p- tissue through my <laughs> webcam for a little snowflake kill. No, it's talking about. I was talking about me shitting on you earlier. Oh, I, I was talking about me shitting on. 
Toby Keith's grave. And also, thank you for the tissue. I'll use it to blow my nose. Again, this week's sound effects brought to you by Marty, our editor, uh, in-house editor. That's my, that's you blowing Stop giving nose. me more work to do. <laughs> S-G-A-N-U-S. He's going to, this week, we're going to be doing a fun one. He's going to be a, a okay. big car horn when I blow my nose. Oh, God. <laughs> And a gong whenever I uh, um, uh, complain about my teeth hurting from inflated sinuses. And, of course... That's a thing? Yeah, you've never had teeth toothaches from colds or anything? It's a thing. Wow. Happens more when you get older. Interesting. Scott, you are the baby of the podcast, aren't you? Yeah. I'm a, like I said last episode, a spry 29. (laughs) Rule of threes, Kelly, what's the third one? What's the third one we're doing? The third one we're doing, of course, is when I cough, Marty's going to put the Wilhelm screaming. It's Wilhelm, Ah! dipshit. Wilhelm. No, this is us. We can't afford the Wilhelm one. A new scream. It's it's like slightly different. It's like, oh. (laughs) All right, you got there, it. there got was it. you got it that was, hey. that was it kelly just coughed <laughs> this week we are reviewing robin hood men in tights a 1993 american musical adventure comedy film written produced and directed by spoof legend mel brooks this film is obviously a parody of the iconic robin hood story specifically the kevin costner robin hood prince of thieves Disney's Robin Hood, and the 1938 Errol Flynn adaptation, The Adventures of Robin Hood. The film stars Carrie Iwaz as the titular Man in Tights, Robin Hood. The film was a modest box office success, but was not received well critically, with many believing it to be a step back for Brooks, in particular that it was a pointless endeavor to make such a specific spoof of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. There are many versions of the Robin Hood story, and it's obviously such an iconic story that has arguably more parody versions than genuine versions. From The Muppet Show to Wishbone to Blackadder to Shrek, the list of allusions and parodies goes on and on and on. This, however, was not the first Robin Hood parody that Mel Brooks tackled. In 1975, Brooks co-created a show called When Things Were Rotten, which was a satirical take on the Robin Hood legend. It lasted one season. This Robin Hood spoof, however, was not Brooks' original concept. I'm talking about the movie that we're reviewing this week. This film and script were pitched to him and later heavily revised by him. We've talked about Brooks so much in the past. Go out, check out any of those episodes for more details on Brooks. We're definitely in late period Mel Brooks, though, coming to the end of his run as a director before he pivoted more to voice work and producing. Gentlemen, what did you think of Robin Hood, Men in Tights? I give it a honk snoo. Honk snoo, honk snoo. Yeah, it um just kind of sw- did it suck? Was it fine? It was it's between sucking and being fine. Yeah, I think it's a step above sucking and a yeah, it's just boring. It's uninspired. Yes, that is the biggest take I would say. Last week we reached the peak I would say of one of the directors we've recovered the most, Christopher Guest, and this week I think this is the worst. Mel Brooks movie. I don't think it's even close. Yeah, which is this crazy because I feel funny. like this one's talked about a lot, but it's not very good. Maybe yeah. it's memorable. Maybe it's because he used like a famous figure. But yeah, the bits were all like, oh, you came up with this and then you just like went for it. It's not that bad. funny in practice. There's a lot of bits that aren't that funny in practice and maybe were funnier in the writing room. And it's just not very creative the whole time. Like, it feels like this is a movie where I was really, I was really shocked at how 
boring a lot of the joke ideas were i was like this is just yeah. and every scene went on for so long in this oh, movie yeah, too. yeah we're, i feel like i'm jumping ahead too much but yeah this is like this was this was a very dis this is very disappointing this was very disappointing how boring this movie was it seems this shit needs like this if it had like a more production value like if there was just more like care and like love put into it and like maybe it seems like they didn't like love the source material in like a way where you can be good at parodying it. Right. Or like, they just didn't try to like, I don't know that it seems like there like, wasn't even that many jokes about like Robin hood even. No. (laughs) (laughs) What is the take on Robin hood in this movie? I honestly don't know. It's more of a genuine adaptation than anything. Like, Every other Mel Brooks movie always has at least some kind of like take or like a purpose to it, right? Like High Anxiety has like a really specific voice to it. Blazing Saddles has a point, obviously. Young Frankenstein is like a just a very good Frankenstein story, right? But this movie, it's just like they could they did not think of what is funny about Robin Hood. Like never thought about that. This movie is just a bunch. It's just people talking in like different locations. Like and like uh, making jokes about how old times. What if they were new times? That's just the only yeah. thing. <laughs> well, yeah. like it's the it had the same problem that um, other Mel Brooks movies have had, where the, like the camera is just not do it. The camera is just like at eye level looking at yeah. people yeah. talking. It's like just a bunch of like medium shots of people having a fucking conversation, and it's like, hey, there's nothing like you gotta like do. You got to make the camera like Robin Hoody or like, you know what I mean? Like get the yeah, camera yeah. involved. Like, I don't know. Like, I you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Which that's, I mean, that's how comedies are shot in general, but it stands out when the movie's like, when the comedy is not funny and on top of it, the movie's not very filmic. You're like, oh, this is just boring to watch. And it's really boring. <laughs> like it's, it's just, yeah. It's boring failure. to watch and it's boring. I stand by that. I mean, visually, it's not very appealing, and the content inside of it is bad. Yeah, uh, I did like the the sequence at the towards the end of the movie when they do the arrow shooting contest. That was the best part of the movie. I thought that whole sequence I thought was really fun, and they did the only joke about how old times are new times. This is the only execution of that idea that worked for me, which is the magic arrow causing the audience to do the wave. I was like, that at least that at least. Gave us a reason for why that's where it came from. Yes, that right. Or just even that or even like just like involving the audience in a way to be like, oh, that thing I recognize because every other instance in the movie of that, it's just them saying a new thing. That's an old thing like, oh, the the horse has a certain has like a bumper sticker. So, you know, what I mean, like jokes like that, where it's like, that's just not a thing. But this at least tried to find a reason to justify why this new world thing would appear in olden times i don't know i thought that was at least like an attempt even that doesn't work because it's like just because the arrows going underneath the bleachers it's making somebody stand up it's <laughs> yes. somebody it went under 500 people and not one person <laughs> got their butt cheek pierced yeah <laughs> fuck off it would be funnier if it was piercing their each of their butt cheeks and that was causing them to go uchi as they'd get up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and so it was like uchi, 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 yeah. uchi, uchi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would that be sad. Would've... That would be funny. Like a chorus of uchis. Man, to be a fly on the wall of Marty being in the <laughs> Mel Brooks writing room for Robin Hood <laughs> me... Men in Tights. <laughs> there are like five musical numbers in this film and they all fall very flat, mm-hmm. which is like what I expect from Mel Brooks, honestly. <laughs> but... But I think this time there was more than usual, and that was kind of whack. 
And then, yeah, there's just a lot of bits that are, like, clearly thought out and executed, but just, like, not that funny. I don't know. Like, yeah. there's... I can honestly only think of the ones that were, like, slightly decent when I think back at this film. Like, the the knights falling down in a domino fashion. That was good. That one's fine. That's, that one's uh, good. All <laughs> but the, it's the best in the movie, though. All, yeah, no. It sucked. No, uh, no. What, it was what's so, your favorite? It was clearly they just had a bunch of fucking like statues, and it just like yeah, yeah that was the gag. No, the uh, gag was. It just looked so shitty. It just. I think it was bad. Like, Scott, yeah. Scott, what's your favorite one? Do you have a favorite or favorite what's joke? your least favorite? Yeah, your least favorite bit. Honestly, like my fit. Okay, oh god. It's I hard, can't right? think of a. Here's the I thing. I watched this. I can't two think days of ago. a better joke than um. The one that's in here that they already fucking did in the Alfred Hitchcock one, where the camera goes through the window. Like, it's like this yeah. long zoom yeah. in, and then the camera, like, breaks the window and is like, oh, sorry. Um, but the, even, better, like... That was better in High Anxiety. Exactly, yeah. I was just going to say, yes, exactly. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of a better joke than that. Like, the... Uh, the them the 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 castle getting fucking like impounded or whatever. Yeah, uh, that was that's like something, right? Uh, but, I can't. That's something I'm just like struggling to fucking. Yeah, because they were all like the the guy. Oh, you know what I like? Honestly, screaming. the my, the f- part that like made me the most like I won't even say funny, but like was a, I was amused by was um fucking Richard Lewis being the king. Just that. Uh, casting alone. Uh, <laughs> I was excited for it, and then he did nothing the whole movie. I was like, "Oh yeah, no, I, like I that love he him." Was, He's got that a good was like sense the of humor. One person, I, if if every I liked, oh jeez, if everybody had like committed to their role as much as fucking Carrie Elwes did, uh, yeah. and just Richard Lewis was like being like super cash Checked out. Yeah, 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 that would have been really funny, but <clears throat> instead it's this weird nebulous nobody's committing to anything because there's no just like it just is like a kind of aimless movie. Like there's no like it doesn't feel like there's like a steady hand with a strong vision behind this movie. It's just like a bunch of like scenes. This is like if. Romeo plus Juliet, the like ninety five adaptation, and how it's directed towards like, in my opinion, directed towards like teens and young adults. It's like that, but if it was directed towards like middle aged white men, <laughs> I don't know. It's not that funny. It's fine. It's fine. It's a movie. Uh, my favorite bit was probably Chappelle's. Uh, backwards, like pointy hat. It's a snap. Oh hat. yeah, I like that. That's the best that's something. prop. That's like the best that's prop something. in the movies. Yeah, that's <laughs> something. That's, that's pretty much all. Victor Seeks are. That's something. I'm trying to be positive. Like yeah, I don't know. It's if you hard. like this movie, this I feel bad because I'm like, sh- you know, I'm, I'm. We're really giving it. We're playing hardball with this one, but like, we've seen Mel Brooks movies that we actually enjoy, and this is not one of them. <laughs> this is one of his weaker ones by far. 
I went into this week thinking like we haven't really done like a real stinker in a while, and I'm wow, this was a stinker. I wasn't expecting it to be a stinker. I was expecting it to be fine, and it's like I feel bad about how much I did not enjoy it. Like, like we watched Dracula Dead and Loving It has worse reviews than this movie, and we all liked that movie. Yeah, and I was I like was, expecting I was the same just thing. Say, here. Yeah. Yeah, I remember liking that way more. They So the other funny part about this is like so much of the jokes in this movie are about olden times and all that kind of stuff. But he did this already. History of the World Part 1 has all these kinds of jokes and they're all better. I mean, I haven't seen that movie in a long time and we're going to do it on the podcast. But like that movie, I remember being like pretty funny. I mean, there's the classic like Moses holds up 15 commandments. He's like, I've got 15. He drops one. 10, 10 command. Like, that's just, there, there's, I'm looking forward to that movie. But, like, I know that movie's full of, like, what if old times were new times? And it's like, I just can't believe that this movie was, it just felt, yeah, it, it really just felt like a paycheck movie. Like, of, of any of the ones we've watched of his, like, it really felt like a paycheck it's movie. It's a lot of recycled jokes. Some of his best, like, what are considered more memorable jokes or bits or whatever you want to call them are in this movie but they're done better in other films of his like i don't know it feels like it's like this scary movie equivalent of this era it's just not yeah it's it's really jackson pollocky throw something at the wall and hope it looks good like i don't know that's how i feel about it i I, again if you like it i'm sorry but i don't i didn't there are better mel brooks films one this is the one of the songs is like we're men and tights we're gay, but we're tough. Ha, ha, ha. That's a funny <laughs> juxtaposition. We're sissy boys, but I'm showing you my bicep. Ha, ha, ha. Those are two different things. Yeah, they did that. The same thing when Mel Brooks's character is introduced. He's like, meets them. And the first thing he asks is like, "Are you, he says, are you guys... Well, F- he says mm, the word he says yes mm-hmm. but in uh what's the language whatever yeah anyway says like a yiddish version of it yeah yiddish version of the f word not the not fuck the other f word not well not like it's not like he's it's like actually Fart? what that would be in yiddish he just like I know. made it sound like that yeah no right. very bad this movie was shot in 10 days, it feels like. It feels like it's 20-minute scenes in one of the four main locations. Like, it really, it's really, like, just the same sets repeated over and over again. It's like, it's got, like, it's just characters talking in these same locations over and over again. I was like, this is, like, the cheapest-looking one we've watched of his. Like, so, just, yeah, just very uninspired. <laughs> As a movie, 3 out of 10. I laughed a couple times. Ah, <laughs> there were some funny things. I liked the end of the movie more than anything. Patrick Stewart's cameo at the end was like kind of funny. That's about it. As a spoof, five out of ten because it does spoof really specific details of Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. But like, is that worth parody? <laughs> is that worth a whole fucking feature film being made to make fun of one movie that wasn't like a big hit? It was just like a decent hit that people made fun of. Like, I don't know. It's just. I also think Robin Hood is just cursed. It's just like every adaptation since like the Disney version of it has ne- has not been good. Like I just feel like it's a cursed story and people should stop making adaptations of it. The movie itself, 3 out of 10. No, 2.5 out of 10. It's it's Mel Brooks's weakest. I don't know why. I think a lot I feel like I've heard about this one more than most other Mel Brooks films and it's not very good. It's pretty bad. 
uh, recycles a lot of its jokes. I'm glad we waited to watch this one. I'm a little bummed that we're watching another Mel Brooks film, but whatever. It's not that I don't got, like it. Hey, him. don't I just worry. Want... There's only 12 more to go. Yeah, there's, there's only, at least right? two more. He there's at a, least two more. He made a lot. Uh, and as a spoof, I mean, like, five out of ten, it spoofs Robin Hood, but, like, it just does it badly. It doesn't age well either. There's a lot of racist jokes. There's a lot of homophobic jokes. There's a lot mm-hmm. of misogynistic jokes. It's, Check, like, yeah. not... It's not very... It's bad. Every one of his movies has a bit about how a woman is ugly. And I think every time I see that, I'm like, make these jokes about yourself. Like, right. what a fucking asshole. Like, God. Why so many of these movies we've watched, there is like a total trope in a, a, these movies we've watched where the prissy ass stick up the butt villains punishment is he has to hook up with the nasty lady. I, I'm just so tired of it. Yeah, I, it's like, oh my god, like, jeez, never. This has never been a funny thing. It's never been good. It's never been good. Are we rating it? Yeah, we already, we already did. did. Me and Marty oh, did. Uh, 10 out of 10. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's Scott, would you like as to change spoof, your answer? Yes, as a spoof, 2.2 <laughs> out of 10. It's like definitely follows the story. It like hits the beats of like here are the things about Robin Hood. Other than that, it fucking sucks as a spoof. Um, and as a movie, two point one out of ten because it is quite bad. Guys, Do you have a novelty song? I got a song for you. Yeah, so I'm thinking of in in terms of um of. You know, the theme of our movie, I I would bring you, we've talked about, like, sort of the older novelty songs of uh, the days of yore in the 1920s, Tin Pan Alley, like, kind of the origins of novelty songs. Well, what if I told you there was a novelty song even earlier than that? The 1800s, you might say. What? What if I told you the 1700s? Uh, do say so, my good man. What if I... Okay, I'm not going to go through it all. 1397, this song oh, goes what? back to, and it's called, I've Dulled Thy Sword, The Squire's Jape. Uh, this was a famous bard song that was played in taverns and festivals. Uh, Dr. Richard G. Astley transcribed the lyrics in the 1930s from a scroll that was tucked between the pages of an old religious text, and they ex- uh, expected it to be an, an appendix left by a monk, but instead it was lyrics written to this old gem in Old English. Uh, the song describes a young squire who gets revenge on his cruel master by dulling his sword the day before battle. The tables turn, however, when the knight survives the battle and gives uh, the squire a beating with the broadside of his sword. So, without any further ado, let's have a little listen to this Middle Ages novelty song. <laughs> oh fuck me god damn it i was supposed to do oh, motherfucker i had the bitly all loaded up and i sent the wrong link it still got me it 
it's still funny. It got comedy. me too. <laughs> well, when you play it, it'll be a funnier. You'll just just play it from yeah, yeah, yeah it, whatever. Yeah, it got me. You, I did it not look. I didn't I'm, look at it. I just you think I'm it. reading the link. No, I just click play and I laugh because it was funny. Yeah, I'm just going okay. I medieval Rick rolled you guys. I've been ye old rolled. I said Dr. Richard G. <laughs> Astley transcribed the lyrics. <laughs> I just like I was playing I was blowing a fan <laughs> on my face, so I was just not paying attention. No. <laughs> Marty's out of his Marty's Marty's suffering from heat stroke. And yeah, I'm Marty, I don't know why you this. record in like the insulation in your attic. <laughs> I'm cooking right now, guys. I just can't, I can't, the fan's too loud, I can't play it on my hand. Do you guys want to hear about medieval music from uh, the years 500 to 1500? Yeah, go for it. Okay, well, it was uh, in the beginning of uh, the medieval era of music, again, this is like a thousand years, it was monastic chance so um it's not so much like there's that like bit in monty python where they're like they they were like actually like more complicated than that but it would be like one uh at first they like they just like they didn't invent uh harmonies for a while (laughs) like uh and so then um later on uh after the monastic chance it was called organum and that meant that there was uh more than one note it would start with a fixed interval oh so first two before they like figured out harmonies they like the 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 two notes in the harmony would be the same distance apart and it wouldn't like wherever the melody went the harmony would follow at that exact distance apart and then after some time they figured out like oh we don't have to do that (laughs) um so uh early sheet music was called they were called nooms and uh most monks would not take credit for the music they wrote so we don't know who most of the common composers of the era were, uh, but one of note is um, this woman named Hildegard of Bingen, who was a German abbess. She wrote a bunch of songs, um, and she also she just like left a bunch of like notes on like all kinds of shit, like recipes and like directions on all kinds of different shit. And then she there was also a song she wrote. So the instruments of the day were the flute. The lyra, which was like a violin, um, the dulcimer, which is like a stringed instrument that you had smack around with hammers. Uh, they had a lute, which is like a guitar. There's drums, and they had horns, but it wasn't like trumpets where you could like play different notes and shit. It would just be for blasting. Did you in your research stumble upon um, famous medieval artist uh, Tay of Clan Zonde? <laughs> <laughs> With um, Rain of Chocolate. Yeah, Rain of Coco. <laughs> rain spelled R- R-E-I-G-N. Yeah. Whoa. Holy fuck. The king uh, is bad. I do not like the king. Uh, you guys, I got a little quiz. Hey. Buzzing with your names. Love- it's just a little baby quiz. Don't worry. I love a baby quiz. It's just a little baby quiz. Uh, which of these animals. I'm a little baby man. Which of these animals was tried and convicted of murder in the year 1457? Was it A, a goat? B, a pig? C, a chicken? D, a dog? 
A goat. Pig. Hey. Marty Pig. Kelly says a goat. Marty says the correct answer. It was a pig. A pig was tried and convicted of murder and sentenced to death. Damn it. King Edward III made which of these activities mandatory on Sundays during his reign? Was it A, archery practice, B, witch burning, C, going to church, or D, bathing? Marty, C, going to church. D, bathing. Both wrong. It was archery practice. There, oh, They were like at war. That's fucking cool. It is kind of cool that they I killed people, practice. Kelly. You fucked up freak. Hey, Scott, we need to talk about Kelly. <laughs> Wait a minute. Kelly, why are you putting bike locks on the gym doors <laughs> where in the gym? No reason. Uh, <laughs> why are you talking like that? No reason. Oh my god. Ez- <laughs> what, is that Ezra Miller, right? That was Ezra Miller in there? Yeah, movie? Ezra Thriller <laughs> and Eugene Levity. Hey, what year were surnames enforced? As in, like, Ooh. last names. What year? Was it A, 1655? B, 800, wait, 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 sorry, not 16, but 655. I was going to say, it's way too late. B, 886. C, 969. Or D, 1066. 969. I'm going to go 969. Uh, okay, I'll go, oh, I'll go. Well, I'll, you, you could just Hold both. Yeah, I don't care. But, okay, but, okay, all right. But do you, do you, do any of you? Want to change your guess? You now have the opportunity to change Ooh. your guess or stick to C. I don't think I want to. I'm going to stick to That's the who wants to be a millionaire sound. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, it was 1066. Damn Shit. it. That's what I was going to switch to. We got two, two oh, questions of course, out I've of never four. seen the last Wait, name on a qu- gravestone from triple digit year. Wait, or no, it's one to zero. It's one to zero. It is one to zero, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Always good with multiple choice questions. We're doing great. Which of these animals roamed the English countryside until about 1100? Was it A, the moose, B, brown bears, C, meerkats, or D, dragons? (laughs) Marty, meerkats. Moose. Okay, you weirdos, it was brown bears. <laughs> I just figured they still had brown bears. I don't if know. If there was a third host, they would have guessed dragons. I thought you were trying to <laughs> I thought you were trying to throw us off, because they probably still have one of those. I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know. I mean Meerkats isn't uh, isn't unrealistic. The planet was all fucking one jumble at one point. I don't fucking know. In eleven hundred? Not yeah, he, he's, Scott's got a well, point on that one. They migrated south to Africa. I don't know. Hey, which of these medieval kings was so unpopular that he was forced to sign the Magna Carta, uh, reducing uh. the absolute power of the king? Was it A, King Joffrey, B, King Richard II, <laughs> C, King John I, or D, King Koopa? King Richard II. I mean, King John. King Little Richard. Marty, with confidence, takes the prize. It was King John I. Bravo. 
Bravo. Hey, guys, thanks for taking the Medieval Times quiz. Thank you for giving it to Thank us. Thank you for giving it. And I'm so sorry for tricking you with the Medieval Rickroll. <laughs> I forgive you. Thanks. I got a question for you. Yeah, Marty, a question. Do you have a product for me and Kel? Gentlemen, I do. This week's novelty product is... Oh, can you see it on this side? Nope. Oh, it's, it's so nice way. that you have this physically with you. Yeah, this kind of rocks. <laughs> We've already done band-aids. Edgar Allan Poe bandages, yeah. hey, though. Kelly, these aren't just any band-aids. This is what they look like on the inside. This is what the bandages oh! look like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, it's so eerie. Edgar Allan Poe was a writer, poet, editor, and literary critic who lived from 1809 to 1849. He is most well known for his tales of mystery and macabre, is regarded as a central figure of romanticism in American literature, and is considered the inventor of the detective fiction genre. A bandage is a piece of material used either to support a medical device, such as a dressing, or split, or on its own to provide support or to restrict the movement of a part of the body. Now, obviously, Edgar Allan Poe's most well-known work is his poem the raven a story about a spooky talking raven the poem has been adapted and performed many many times and has a long list of parody versions the most famous of these parodies is likely the version done by the simpsons in the first of their halloween specials treehouse of horror with homer simpson being taunted by a bart simpson raven who of course says eat my shorts i thought it was cowabunga hold on i have a good one hold on hold on mm-hmm Doth the boo-boo need a kiss? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Marty. Um, I have this really good wine in my... I have these really good band-aids. No. <laughs> these really good band-aids in my medicine hold cabinet. Hold that thought. Please hold that thought. Please hold that thought. Before we cover another of Poe's most parodied works, I uh, have to run to the bathroom quick. So, as you know, we're all in person here in the studio, and you guys should just hang out here, make some small talk. I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Ignore this trowel and this stack of bricks nearby. Oh, Ignore yeah. That, that was so weird. You were late to the recording because you were at Home Depot, you said. Yeah, that's so crazy. I don't have the context for this, Scott. What am I missing here? <laughs> uh, I Context for what? For the Edgar Allan poem. Edgar Allan poem. Edgar Allan poem. <laughs> That's right. The other famed Poe work is the cask of Amontadillo. Amontadillo. Amontillado. Dip, you Whatever. fucking uncultured swine. Wow. Don't you read R.L. Poe? Like the victim in that story, I have walled you both inside the podcast studio. You are hearing my voice through a loudspeaker in the room. Oh, it sounds weirdly like you're kind of right here. Not in the edit, it won't. <laughs> mm. cool. However, unlike that story, there is a way to escape the podcast studio in this week's novelty product statement, Escape the Podcast Studio. Now, obviously, there's only one door in and out of the studio, which I have locked with a heavy lock. You'll also notice that near the door, there is a glass but you had case all those hanging. <laughs> I that was I the the entryway got but there's a door and an entryway. I walled oh, up the entryway. Two different things. Locked the door. Uh, there's a glass case near the door hanging that has a key inside of it. The glass case is locked with a number key that requires three numbers to be entered, ranging from zero to nine for each of the three numbers. I'll let you both hunt for clues, but for the listener, I'm going to describe the room quickly, okay? 
There's a table in the middle of the room where three microphones and stands are on. Scott's computer and mixer are also on the table. Kelly brought a small backpack that has a water bottle that he's been sipping from because of his cold. Uh, and then there's also a clock on the wall and a painting of me, Marty, that hangs <laughs> next to the clock. Okay, I walk up to the painting and immediately poke the eyes. <laughs> That's fine. You can just do that. I mean, what is okay, the... does anything happen? Nope. Oh, okay. What's the? What time does the clock say? The clock, the minute and hour hand, both are stuck at the four o'clock position. Okay, I move the minute hand to... Wait, is it 4.20 already? <laughs> nice, I spark up. I spark up, too. <laughs> nice, I, hi- I high-five Kelly. Yeah, and I say I say my good joke. E-A-P-O. I, do I have my phone? <laughs> uh, yes. Okay, I take out my phone and order pizza. <laughs> How are they gonna get to you though? I don't know. We'll find out. We gotta that's All right. more incentive. More incentive for us to figure no, no, this no. out. I take out my phone and I order a heavy lock key. <laughs> yeah. I call the cops. No, that's a good one too. And I start describing Marty. I, I take out I, my gun. Yeah, and I take out oh my, my rocket launcher. <laughs> okay, you don't have anything. Nothing in your pockets. I took your phones. I took your oh, phones. No, you didn't notice. No, you didn't no. notice. <laughs> Okay, I go on the computer. First, okay, I Uh go up to the computer and I lift it up and I'm like, hey, is there anything under here? Nothing underneath the computer, no. Okay, I put it back down and I go on it and I start looking through like the file system. Like, has Marty been on here? Did he leave any clues on the this hard drive? There's no there's no clues for you to find in the computer. Damn it! The computer is just a computer. I take I open up MS Paint on the computer and I draw (laughs) the most realistic penis I can. And I put it as your desktop background. <laughs> it's Scott's computer, so yeah, go Shit. ahead. Shit. Oh, okay. Sorry, yeah. Scott. No, I assume, it's under Marty's like, profile, I'm still, sitting, I create a profile I'm still sitting at the computer chair, and you're leaning over me to do that, and I allow it to happen. Uh, I stand up, and I look at the mixer, and I see if there's anything interesting about the numbers on the knobs. So you seem to notice on the mixer that the knobs have all been mysteriously relabeled and all turned to random numbered frequencies with each letter uh that's the labels are letters they all seem seemingly correspond to a specific number from the top left knob to the bottom right knob the knobs spell out the following sentence the quick brown fox jumps over a lazy dog okay so we know it's the alphabet so yeah i don't i i'm so happy i got this huge fucking mixer yeah it's i spent like a grand on this dude knobs it's yeah. crazy <laughs> So I don't the, remember the, what other objects we can investigate. The painting so is there anything behind? So wait, the each so holy fuck. So tw- there, all twenty six letters of the alphabet correspond to a number now. Yes. What a fun casual game you've prepared for our podcast. <laughs> I promise you, it's much easier than you're thinking. Uh, the painting is just a good painting of me smoking. There is a canvas on the back that you can. Oh peel. fuck! I spark up again. I'd like to peel the canvas. <laughs> I spark up. <laughs> it's still four twenty. You peel the canvas back, and there's nothing behind it. Wow. Uh, there's still the table and the wa- and a water bottle. I flip the table. I look at the water bottle, and I'm like, how many ounces are left in this 
Uh, Kelly, you looked under. We're going to do the table first. Kelly, you looked. Where did you look on the table? I flipped the table. Okay. On the bottom, on the on the other side of the table, you see the letters E, C, and A are scratched into the wood. Okay. I, what? Sorry. Go, no. You're, no, no, no. You go, Scott. I already figured it out. So hey, E, C, A. I look at the mixer and I'm like, what numbers correspond with E, C, A? So <laughs> the number four corresponds to E. Mm-hmm. The number two corresponds <laughs> oh, to Scotty. Oh. <laughs> It's already four twenty. We already do it. Four, four, four. We had it right away. You can go try the number lock if you want to. Let's spark up one more time. Nice. (laughs) Hold on. I take the clock and I touch it to the and I touch it to the lock. Oh, okay. That does nothing. nothing. Damn it! I like where your mind's at, Scotty. I like it. I like it. Uh, It's good. The The combination is four twenty. How did this not work? I don't get it. We put the four twenty on the four twenty. The water bottle was also full of water. The nutritional facts on the back list the serving size as two, and the ingredients listed are water, electrolytes, zero calories, zero carbs. Uh, Are you guys gonna try the number lock then? Yeah. Yeah. Four. Four two zero on the number lock. You grab the key from the lockbox because it opens. Obviously, as soon as you put four twenty in, and you put in the lock, opening the door in front of you. It's me. Hey guys, you solved my puzzle. Congratulations! I'm so proud of you both. Thanks, a Poe. It's in the room. It's in the (laughs) Raven. Uh, cool. It's in the grave. It. It's in the grave. In oh, the grave. that's that's a good one. That's going on my next shirt, my novelty yeah. shirt. E A Poe. It's in the grave. And that that Dude, does it for this week's like, novelty. Wow, product what segment. a fun game out of like a very morbid. I remember reading that in school and being like spooked by it's it. It's a scary story. Okay, can we do a game based on on uh, band aids now? Can we do a bun based on band-aids now, please? What does this have to do with band-aids? Yeah. Oh. He sealed um, the entryway okay. up with band-aids. Ah. Uh, yeah, cool, that's cool, right. Cool. That's what it was. It was Very stacks cool. of the Edgar and Poe bandages. All comes together. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, Castle Montiel. Good, good story. Classic story. A man gets lured into a cellar and walled in for, for slightly annoying somebody, basically. Yeah, for being, like, kind of a prick. Yeah. Just the idea I mean, of like watching like being buried alive but being like awake to watch it is so yeah. scary. Yeah. That Poe, he knew how to spin a yarn. That's so rude. Yeah. Wow. We really need to fill some time. <laughs> yeah, let's kill <laughs> no, some time. Why? We've we've released like under thirty minute episodes before. This is not a big deal. Yeah. Next I don't week know. we're gonna be reviewing the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> yeah. Band-Aid so we'll collection. make. Up let for me finish. It. Let me finish. Band Aid collection. We're gonna be doing the whole Band Aid collection for Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's what we're doing next week. How about this? How about this? What classic work would you guys like to see adapted into a spoof? It has to be Ooh. you know like a like a classic novel. Nobody's done a Sherlock Holmes spoof. <laughs> we're never we're never we're never getting to those, I'm sure. You know, um and I'm surprised I haven't tried writing something like this because I have tried to adapt this story before, but Picture of Dorian Gray would be the one I would think of. I think there's a good there's a good you could do a good parody of Oscar Wilde. It just might be like too um specific and it really would not have much of an audience, I don't think. 
Yeah. You know what? Me asking this question and then trying to answer it myself. Nobody should do it. Nobody should. <laughs> I, I, I don't think classic works are good material for spoofs. They it's hard. It's hard enough to turn them into just a movie of themselves to begin with. Because well, it, it's hard to like ground it in a modern. Because the reason like movies get made is like you have like a modern spin on it in some way, or, or maybe yeah, you have a modern family, <laughs> or it's at least like somehow relevant in some way, right? Like it somehow speaks to. Uh, thematically speaks to things going on in the world right now, right? Like Blazing Saddles worked because Blazing Saddles, it specifically spoke to something going on in the world, right? Uh, but yeah, Robin Hood, it's just like, how is that? Robin Hood, it's like, it's too, uh, what's that? What's funny to make fun of there? And yeah, like a lot of Edgar Allan Poe stories, it just would be like, I don't know. The Simpsons did a good version of it, but the Simpsons one is just like grounded in the character relationships and has less to do with like being a funny take on that. Yeah, and it's also like seven minutes you know what yeah, I mean? Yes. Yes. Do you think Robin Hood's bad because they show the producer the first cut and the producer's like, why are they stealing from the rich? <laughs> What's they going be on? Stealing here? from the poor. They're stealing from me. For I'm the, the bad guy in this movie. What's God, happening? Really, the Ridley Scott one is so bad. I just can't even believe that movie is that as bad as it is. It's so bad. Yeah. yeah it's just <sighs> bad concept. It's not fun. So you guys don't have a you guys don't have a literary work you would see it adapted. Oh, the Bible's always there. For you know what I was gonna me. say, the Bible. That's um fucking. You're one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course. You remember that? That's the they most famous it. Bible. They na- and they nailed it. And they nailed treat. it. No one else has to do it. Life of who? Uh, <laughs> Life of Pi. That's Life, not a spoof. Ooh, Life of Pi. You could spoof that one. You know who's annoying? You know what I hate is people who are like. Once you understand the <laughs> subtleties of the language, Shakespeare's comedies are actually mm. very Hilarious. funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I like the comedies, especially. I have such a hard time. Like seeing them, even people are like, oh, reading them doesn't work. Seeing Shakespeare performed is how you're supposed to see it. And to me, I still don't like it. <laughs> All the comedies are I like, think Hamlet's good. Go over, hence, I thought you said go over, thence. <laughs> that is that is like a hundred percent. It's all just mis. It's all homophone jokes. It's all just like <laughs> homophone jokes. Wait, that's just like misunderstanding. Like, and like I thought you were mean. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Still, I. You know where I've never been in Wisconsin? Fun fact: never been to American Players Theater. I would still love to go see like Macbeth there or something sometime. Yeah, I went a couple times as a kid, and it's a cool experience yeah the venue is i would yeah will they ever do do they always do shakespeare or would they do like they do some other classic the pokemon movie or something (laughs) yeah they do i mean they did it they did that they did that they had that running for a couple years and then they do like uh bill and ted's excellent adventure or something i heard they're gonna do the pokemon movie 2000 so Oh, that one's better. That one's got anti Raikou. It's got hentai. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, and Raikou. Oh man, <laughs> kind of buried the leader. Like oh. you just blew past the lead. Oh. <laughs> I don't care about god. Raikou. Tell me about the hentai. <laughs> is is there a good Shakespeare? I can't think of a Shakespeare parody, really. 
I really can't. Like, what's a good Shakespeare? Uh, Hamlet too. <laughs> that, but that's no, that's just like a no, movie where no. the guy does like kind of a bad idea. It's basically the producers, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, you don't really see Hamlet two in it. Um, it, it it's in there, but it's like you know, it's a it's barely riffing on Shakespeare. It's kind of I think Hamlet becomes Jesus. Honestly, Romeo plus Juliet is pretty close to a spoof of Romeo and Juliet. It's definitely an interesting take on it. I like I like that movie. It's a good movie. Add it to the list. Yeah, I don't think there's a good. I don't think there's a parody of Shakespeare because part of it is like it would it would be like if they made like a shtick out of the people talking in old English. It would be like what's the remember the shorts episode we did where there was like the Igmar Bergman parody. Yeah. Oh yeah, could you handle that for it. fucking an hour and forty minutes? Yeah, no. Nay. They should make a Romeo and Juliet or, like, Hamlet video game. (laughs) A Hamlet video game would be fucking sick. (laughs) An open-world Shakespeare video game. (laughs) All right, I'm dying. We did it. Yeah, it's so hot. (laughs) Marty is in the very corner, like, the peak of it, as high as you can... Be in his house while still being inside. <laughs> no, I'm actually in the hottest room in my house, which is on the ground floor. Oh, weird. Why is it so hot in there? Explain this to me. Like I, you're always in this. I think it's sauna. Just, um, it's nice for the winter, for what it's worth. I don't know what it is. There's just something about this room that's like always really hot. That's a um, ghost. Yeah, it's a reverse oh my ghost. God, it's the ghost of the devil. I knew I, I fucking <laughs> knew it. Of the devil. The ghost he died of the devil. and he's <laughs> back and he's pissed. He was. You he's know what's ready crazy? to mingle. The devil was born before the one thousand year AD because he doesn't have a last name. Oh yeah, yeah His name is Satan. The devil. The devil. Satan. Or <laughs> Lucifer. Yeah, it's all one name. The devil yeah. straight up does not have a last name. He has three names and none of them are last. That's going to do it for us. <laughs> we cracked it. Thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Next week, we're doing Romeo plus Juliet.